and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blog cast. This is episode 77. Welcome. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> um, I am just pushing over the edge of a migraine at the moment, so I, I hopefully will manage to get all words in the correct order today. <laughs> but if there's a slip, that's probably why. Um, so uh, the the album, the first album is out, and uh, it is available uh, via several platforms and will be available via several more as time goes by. Currently, you can listen to it on Spotify. So if you just look up Resistant Songs for the Struggling Artist uh, or my name, Emily Rainbow Davis, you can find it there on Spotify. Um, it is also uh, streaming on Reverb Nation. And if you are a patron on Patreon, uh, you can have it for free. So, it, and, and that, that holds for, you could join Patreon now and I will send it to you. So it, you don't have to have been a, 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 a Patreon patron. Um, you, could, you could join and I will send you a thank you for the future in good faith. Um, so yeah, those are the three major places. There's also something called Deezer, which I've never heard of, but apparently is a streaming site, uh, mostly in the UK and in France. And I'm selling it also through this thing called Send Owl, which anyway, it's all crazy. But this is the hilarious thing. So I'm selling it in all of these places. I'm giving it away in a couple of places. And it's been like a week, pretty much. It's not quite, but close. And uh, I don't think there has been a single listen, download, or uh, purchase. So it's um, it's a slow burn, as it were. <laughs> it's a it's a kind of a, it, it's instructive in some ways. Um, you think like, oh, I'm gonna. I, you make a thing, and you'll tell people about it, and it'll burst onto the scene, uh, or not. <laughs> Hopefully things will be different by the next time I record a, pod a podcast for you, but that is the current state of affairs. I'm trying to figure out how to process that exactly. There may be a future blogcast on this subject, um, but that's where things are at at the moment. So, um, but actually, it just occurs to me now that the blog I'm about to read you completely pertains to what I've just told you. I, I thought I was just yammering at you, but in fact, these two things are, are deeply connected. Um, so this blog is called How to Congratulate an Artist. Um, and <laughs> it, 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 here's the thing. It's a, it's a little bit about good news and, and ways to sort of support someone who's getting good news. But also, I feel like, and maybe I don't, I'm not sure if I directly said this in the piece, but there's a way where um, the congratulations almost always happen, not due to the work that a person makes, but to how it's received by someone else. And this is like a key moment, I think. So like, Really, like, the moment I could use the congratulations is actually right now, right? Like, I could use the congratulations, 
hey, congratulations, you just put out an album. That's great. I actually don't even need people to be like, hooray, I love it. It's fantastic. Although, believe me, I would love that. But I, like literally just a congratulations, <laughs> you, you did it, right? The thing that's to be congratulated for is the actual making of the thing, not how it's received. Not if it wins an award or sells a lot of things or whatever, or gets chosen for whatever. Anyway, that's a that's a whole other thing. Maybe I maybe I'm about about to tell you this again. I don't know. I haven't read this piece in a while, so I'm about to read it to you, and you'll see if there's some repetition to what I just said, and uh, what uh, what is in the the actual blog. So here it is: How to congratulate an artist. When The New Yorker published my friend's poem, I wasn't surprised. I was thrilled and excited and proud. But, as I'd fully expected such a thing since I first encountered my friend's work, I was not surprised in the least. Frankly, I was surprised it took The New Yorker as long as it did to publish her work. I congratulated The New Yorker on making a good choice, rather than my friend, for being chosen. This is because in addition to being a fierce admirer of my friend, I am a fierce admirer of her work and always have been. I have people who do the same for me, people who love me, yes, and want the best for me, but also love my work, believe in it. They are the ones who are just waiting for others to come around to their opinions. I started to think about this recently after receiving some surprising good news regarding my work. I told one friend, and she was excited and thrilled and also, and this is the important bit, wholly unsurprised. It's about time, she said. Oh yeah, of course. I knew it. And there is something so powerfully affirming about this response. The belief is firm and unwavering, even when no one else seems to hold her opinion. And I feel precisely the same way about her work and cannot believe the world at large has not beaten down her door for it. Others I shared my good news with were actually stunned. In a way, I suspect, they'd slipped into questioning my art's worth right along with me. It's not that they don't love me, they do. And that love is fierce and unwavering, but it does not necessarily extend to my work. So when the world suddenly gives me approval, they have a readjustment period of looking at my work through the lens of the world's approval. And you know, if you love me, you're not actually required to love my work. It is not a prerequisite. But those that hold space for both me and my work are the ones I turn to in the darkest moments. And I rely on them in ways that I am still coming to appreciate. Those of us who dedicate ourselves to the arts and or entertainment are often asked questions like, why don't you write for the movies? Why don't you get on Saturday Night Live? Why don't you publish a bestseller? Why don't you get on TV? Why don't you get Oprah to produce your show? Why aren't you on Broadway yet? These questions can all be reframed to be more helpful and supportive to the people who make things. Try, why haven't the movies snapped you up to write for them yet? Why hasn't Saturday Night Live recognized your comic genius? Why haven't the publishing houses beat down your door? Haven't they realized your work will make them pots of money? Why is TV blind to your radiance, 
How is it possible that Oprah hasn't been informed of your work? Who is holding those Broadway producers hostage that they haven't come calling? Sometimes, it's very weird to be congratulated for someone else's decision about one's work. The congratulations usually come in response to something that the artist had nothing to do with. That is someone else's approval. The fiercest supporters are the ones who congratulate an artist on the actual work before anyone else ever cares about it. I am exceptionally grateful to have such people in my corner. My wish for my fellow artists this year is to have supporters as fierce and dedicated as mine are. I want everyone who makes things to hear congratulations on their actual work and, oh yeah, of course, to any success it finds. If you love a struggling artist, don't wait to give them your admiration or support. Give support to the work itself and not just the trophies. Anyone can be proud of an artist for winning awards, but a top-tier supporter is proud long before the awards ever appear. Yeah, so I sort of, I sort of addressed it there, I think, in, in, from t two different angles. And, and in, in fact, I feel like I wrote this in response to a, an event that happened in regards to my uh, work as a playwright. And, and the, my current moment is, is related to um, the, the sort of singing part of my life. Um, and they, they receive kind of different enthusiasms and the medium through which that stuff happens is very different. Um, it's very curious. Uh, so I, I also think like this whole kind of digital landscape and like trying, trying to create things for the digital world is just very different um, than what I am used to, one. And two, I think for everyone, um, there's a way where what things that we make and then say post online just get lost in the ether, even to people who actually might care about what we're putting out. Um, it's it's still actually very hard to be seen, even by even by the people who would like to be seeing you. <laughs> it's weird, uh, and and I, I don't know. I feel like I'm learning a whole lot about this kind of weird world um, in this moment. Uh, and it's really kind of discouraging and disheartening, I will say. Um, yeah, it's it's been it's kind of it's a little rough. So, um, in the spirit of dealing with things that are a little rough, the podcast I'm gonna recommend to you is um, the Hilarious World of Depression. Uh, it is, it's great. It's really great. You, I, you hear some really fabulous conversations and. Um, uh, it's sponsored by an organization, I think that's called makeitokay.org, which is about um, sort of figuring out ways to destigmatize mental illness, which is fantastic. Um, and, and you don't have to ha suffer from depression um, or even like it's, it, it's actually the conversations are intimate and uh, lovely and funny. Um, because most of the people have some kind of um, life in, in comedy uh, of some kind. So they are, it is in fact hilarious <laughs> sometimes. Uh, yeah, so if, if that is interesting to you, I highly recommend The Hilarious World of Depression. Um, 
And for the song today, I have for you uh, finally another fairground attraction song. I feel like I promised you guys one of these months ago, but other things happened. <laughs> um, and in fact, part of the reason I couldn't get this song kind of set up for you was that it was really hard to play and sing at the same time. That is, I can do it. It's just um, there. there's a couple of things that, that make it tricky. Um, so uh, for Christmas, I got a, a mic for my guitar that allows me to record um, guitar uh, separately um, from the voice. And that also allows me to record, say, a, a, a guitar track and sing a little bit to kind of keep my place in the in my guitar track. It, this is probably more musical detail than than you wanted, but in 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 any case, it's a, this has allowed me to actually finally record this song for you. So um, this finally, I can get to you, get you um, uh, find my love by Fairground Attraction, um, which was a song I was completely obsessed with in middle school. And there is something just kind of sweetly, I don't know, I, it just like, I feel, it might not have been middle school, it might have been high school, um, but that sort of longing um, adolescent quality, like I, it's so amazing how I can still like really access it if I want to. <laughs> um, so, but I, I thought it would be good to put that song here today because there is something that longing for, for love is what the song is about, but um, I feel like longing for supporters is also um, key. And I, and I wish for all my fellow artists to, to find their love. That is the people who, who love and support them uh, so that they can keep going. So here it is. Find My Love by Fairground Attraction. Cats are crying, gates are slamming, the wind is howling round the house tonight. I'm as lonely as a bird out on the sea when the night is black and the tide is high. Oh, nights like these feel like falling to my knees, feel like calling heaven, please. Find my Turn the dial on the radio I'm trying to find an all-night station Want to hear a song I know song about my situation Someone like me Sitting lonely as a boat out there 